Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to the last week of this year, 2023. This is week 52, which starts on the 25th and ends exactly on the 31st. And that's it, a really nice, neat wrap-up to this year. Pam's going to let us know all about the week and uh, what's in store for us, and I will be back for the meditation. Don't forget, we are activespirituality.life. Everything's recorded. Everything's available for free online. Please consider making a financial gift to us for the end of the year to keep us going. So, Pam, lots of um, energy I see with the full moon this week. What's in store for us? Well, on the 25th, yes, it's Christmas Day. Uh, Very challenging, fraught year, 2023, as it wraps up. And Christmas Day has that moon in Gemini in a rather stressful uh, picture as it moves through with planet Mercury. And Mercury is the planet naturally aligned with the sign of Gemini. So it's about communication. And communication, as we know, is pretty much breaking down. I mean, what's interesting, if we step back and consider this, here we are in the information age, supposedly, where there's so many ways to connect. And yet, people aren't talking with one another. Communication is not very deep. Uh, yes, certainly within camps, it, it can be, absolutely. But insofar as reaching across chasms of understanding, wow, we are definitely in many ways in the dark ages with uh, the way some people, countries, Uh, concepts communicate and connect with one another. So let's consider this. Here we are, Christmas Day, and we're moving into the energy that's very much about celebration of a child's birth and the symbolism that it means with hope and promise, regardless of what your religion is. That is the core symbolism of the baby's birth, the star, the light. It goes back to ancient times, pre-Christianity, so much about the welcoming in of the new, the greater light. So that's a wonderful way to see this get day, again, regardless of your faith. Think in terms of opening into greater light and understanding. And as we do that, we need to push through 
some of the confusion that happens with Mercury retrograde and this moon in Gemini that's uh, that's indicating there may be some conflict, especially with siblings, neighbors, people who theoretically we're supposed to get along with. And when you think about neighbors in the broader context, I mean, certainly it's neighboring countries, um, the the way that we are forging relationships via the digital world in which we live. So consider the communications on Monday. And regardless of if you're in direct communication with anyone uh, who there's a little fraught ways of communicating or if it's just conceptual for you. Oh, you get along with everyone in your life and you're wondering why other people can't. Then send that good energy out on this day. It's especially strong in the morning to do this and the times I give are Eastern time. So please adjust depending on where you live. But in the morning, what's happening is we've got this beautiful picture in the sky, not that we can see it, but it is a a harmony that's shown the way the planets are, are connecting, trining, we say, Venus and Neptune. And Venus is uh, expressive of love, the goddess of love, the things that attract us, how we attract others things that give us a sense of beauty and enhance our lives with color and music and scent and texture. It's also about money and how we value things, self-value, value other people. And that is in trying a harmonious picture with Neptune. And Neptune is considered the highest octave of love. Neptune, god of the sea. We're all connected in this big universal unconscious, this wonderful blue planet that we I mean, some of us swim in it, but others just have that connectivity that comes from being in such a wealthy environment that is right now totally off kilter because it's off balance. Wealth is not shared. Resources are not shared. Uh, We are suffering because of the imbalance. But on Christmas Day, Think in terms of how do you balance? How does life become more harmonic? How do you, in whatever small way you can, reach out, shake a hand, tap a shoulder, do some connectiveness with someone who maybe it's not always easy to, so that the deepening of how we do that increases. And as I said, it can be It can be kind of confusing, especially as we get towards evening time, the sense of, oh, I said that, and he said that, and she said that. But if we keep to that higher octave of love, what it is we really are aiming for, then the disconnects don't matter as much as the concept of connection. The moon goes void, of course, 
at 5 a.m. on Tuesday, 26 Kwanzaa. It's also Boxing Day in some parts of the world. And Chiron goes direct. Now, Chiron is, we call Chiron the wounded healer. Chiron is the, um, the heavenly body that is, or does a, a kind of a elliptical shaped orbit, but it, it, it uh, runs between Saturn and Uranus. So it shows how we reach out of the mundane physical world co to connect with our point of genius, the part in ourselves that basically is unique to each one of us. And what is that point of genius? And there's nothing more uh, tragic. Well, there's all kinds of tragedies, certainly. But um, since each one of us has this, it's are we able to express it in the ways we need to? And you may not even know what it is necessarily, but you know when you're in it. Because when you're in it, you're totally in the present. You feel like you know exactly where you're going and what's in front of you. And some of us may be graced with feeling this on a daily basis. And others, it's this, oh, I remember that 10 years ago. It's more elusive. It doesn't mean you're not experiencing it fairly regularly. But you know when you've hit that absolute zenith of, this is, I'm being validated, recognized, and received for the gift I bring in. And what a wonderful energy as we come off Christmas Day. So that Chiron Direct is offering an invitation. Can we give those gifts? Can we connect in the ways we want to? Are people receiving the gifts that we bring. Mercury's still retrograde, so there can be some delays. But the most important thing is here is self-acknowledgement about the gifts you bring. So this is also a full moon, as uh, Susie mentioned earlier. It's a full moon in Cancer. It's at four degrees, 58 minutes. And it occurs exactly on... Dot, 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 7.33 p.m. Eastern Time. So when the moon is being lit by the Capricorn sun, which it is in this case, being in Cancer, then what's happening, because full moons are always about integration. So Capricornian energy, which is so much about what are we manifesting in the tangible world? What are the things that we can actually create and bring to the table? And so that's lighting up the moon in the sign of cancer, which wants to be able to have its emotional intelligence understood. It's not always the best communicator of that emotional intelligence because it is. It is is aware of what is happening emotionally in the room, memories. So use that full moon to integrate fully 
your sense of this is how I want to express my emotions and articulate through, for some of us, it may be gifts. Use that full moon to be able to give in some way or express in some way what needs to be said. And for some of us, it's easier to gift, help, um, extend, whatever's necessary. Not everybody is like gushy, mushy giver or expressor of emotions. So just be willing to receive and also reflect back in whatever way things are offered to you. And you will feel richer for that experience. Wednesday, the 27th moon is also in the sign of cancer. Now, one thing about when this moon is in the sign of cancer <clears throat> is that we may be experiencing a sense of, oh, that didn't go the way I want. Nobody's uh, nobody's listening to me. Uh, someone's trying to exert power over me. Um, just realize that we are working on understanding balance of power, how um, how sometimes we can get frustrated or derailed by things people do or or situations that occur that stop us or block us from full potential. If you're experiencing that over these couple of days, then think about ways you can move through it. So you may not be able to deliver or fulfill or make happen in exactly the way you would really like, but there are ways to <clears throat> build alliances and look for like-minded people. And if you're feeling thwarted in one direction, then move into another. I mean, if this is a situation about family dynamics with the, the moon in cancer, it certainly could be. It could also be some sort of uh, enterprise that is like a dysfunctional family. But whatever situation you may find yourself, look for ways that you can work around whatever situation is thwarting you. Because if we keep kind of like the battering ram hitting that thing, that just is not going to give. We're wasting energy. And so the question more becomes, well, how can you work with what you have and feel a sense of empowerment through it? And this, this the, the more self-aware about especially your own emotions, the more effective you can be. Because when we find ourselves in certain situations and we're just thinking, ah, you know, this always happens or he's not listening or I, I feel so frustrated, then bring it back home. Bring it back to yourself. Realize what you're feeling. Acknowledge it. If you can, dig around and understand what historic situations have made that even larger for you when you find yourself in a situation in the present. And then once you've acknowledged it and you start to move through it, it doesn't have the same charge to it. 
But as long as we're in the place of it, and it's seductive to be in the place of it because it's familiar. It's something we know how to do. But you have the ability with the the energy that is around us now to not necessarily radically change, but just a little chink of change can make a big difference for feeling better about how the situation went. We're in the waning moon cycle now. And let's see, the main thing about uh, Wednesday is pretty much what I just talked about, moon and cancer. Um, I, I always think the most important thing, well, there's lots, but to to take care of your emotional balance when the moon is in cancer. Remember to eat the foods that give you a sense of energy and being uh, sustained. So as it's important to have the routine of meals, the routine of rest, and also whatever you can do to quiet down, uh, especially in the evening, ease into the mornings, if you can. That's Moon and Cancer is always happier if it's like, oh, okay, no like harsh movements necessarily. <laughs> Once I'm out of my uh, crab shell, then I can kind of uh, move around a little more, but I, I, I want to stay in my little crab shell for as long as possible. Thursday, the 28th, moon is still in the sign of cancer, so that still holds. And it goes void, of course, at 5.57 p.m. It enters the sign of Leo at 7.23 p.m. So that little window when we have it void, of course, and this works for any void, of course, try not to start anything new, work in projects already in motion, do things that basically calm and have a sense of order to them. Some people like to clean up, uh, uh, wash dishes, uh, take a nap, um, whatever gives you a sense of continuity is nice. And then when it goes into Leo, ooh, now we're into the energy. Still waning moon cycle, but we're in fire and we want to play. People want to play. It's just where they're at. Uh, some people might be very dramatic over the top. Uh, other people just are enjoying having fun, uh, sort of childlike abandon, just things that really give them a sense of enjoying the world. And the 29th, that's absolutely true. I would say the most important thing about the 29th is, especially in the morning, you're, you're really clear of what you're doing when. Because a lot can happen this weekend. You just want to make sure you've planned it out so that you get to have the fun and also meet the responsibilities you meet to, need to meet. So overall, it looks like a really lovely, fun evening, as can be Saturday the 30th. Now, here's the piece about Saturday the 30th. Jupiter finally goes direct. Yay! <laughs> So Jupiter is going direct just as we spill into New Year's Eve. So this will be a very boisterous New Year's Eve. A lot of noise, a lot of excitement, a lot of optimism, but also a lot 
of a lot. So depending on what's going on, it can feel very um, over the top. So be aware of that, just knowing who you are energetically, how much you want to go over the top. So Saturday the 30th is has that moon, as I said, in the sign of Leo. Morning, uh, early morning can be uh, a lot of starts and stops. Again, Mercury is still retrograde. So this is like, oh, I'm racing here and the car isn't starting. Um, not that that's exactly what happens, but there is this sense of not quite knowing, not being able to take anything for granted how things are moving. So sense of humor is key. Uh, don't um, don't overdo, especially in the early morning. Be aware of where you are in your body. This is uh, when I see Moon Uranus in a hard aspect, I always remind people, pay attention. If you're on the road, if you're moving quickly through your home, see what's around you. If you're in <clears throat> the northern hemisphere, especially up north more, be aware of ice and all that kind of thing. You don't want to have a fall. So moon goes forward, of course, uh, the next, uh, just after midnight the next day. So here's here's what I I especially want to mention as of about 9 40 a.m on saturday the 30th through the end of the evening into the early early next day this is a really excellent day for uh, creativity and just stoking the optimism stoking the potential making the connections uh thinking about creative fulfillment, being in the process of creative fulfillment also can be very high on the romance scale, either with, you know, a partner or just with opening up to meeting someone new or hearing about someone new and, you know, forging new friendships, just very, very delightful overall day. Uh, and it's, it's pushed in its exuberance with that Jupiter direct. On Sunday, it's the 31st. The moon goes void, of course, at 12 18 a.m. So very, very just after midnight. Um, and it enters the sign of Virgo at 6:53 a.m. And the interesting thing about this day, New Year's Eve, is that People can have a really wonderful time. I mean, you can party, you can do whatever you want. But I think the thing I, I like best about this New Year's Day is it really wants to do the work. I mean, New Year's Eve, sorry, New Year's Eve. It's it, So let's say you're going to a party or let's say you're not. Let's say you're just going to be at home with your pets and figure out, you know, getting your home in order before we launch into next year. Whatever it is you decide you do, make sure you're doing things that are also supportive of your body, your overall health and well-being and how you move into the next year. You want to move into the next year with a sense of ultimate power and energy. 
So if you are somebody who likes to party, um, that's totally fine. Just, again, look at what is the best way to enjoy this evening with taking into account how I want to feel tomorrow, next week, and, and beyond. How do I move into 2024 with a sense of ultimate physical potential? And now I turn it over to Susie. Ultimate physical potential and spiritual potential, yeah, emotional, the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. That gives us um, that wonderful Virgoan sense of everything is working as it should be. <laughs> Super. So, Pam, let me thank you on behalf of all of our listeners for another year of amazing and very helpful, accurate, down-to-earth, really practical advice that you've given us all year long. So thank you very much for 52 weeks of wisdom, another year down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Yahoo. (laughs) I can feel the beaming smiles and gratitude from all of the many, many people that this program reaches and their gratitude so i hope you feel that nice and strong okay let's jump into our meditation if you can just close your eyes try and sit still for a few minutes it's really best not to be doing anything while we're doing these meditations because there is a an energy transmission going on There's the blah, blah, blah words, but there's also like a strong energy transmission. So those of you that are familiar with my work for the last, well, 25 years will be very familiar with this energy transmission. Um, But there is a feeling, there's there's energy that's being transferred and um, that's why it's best not to be operating machinery or doing anything, but just simply sitting in quiet meditation mode. Always best to be sitting uh, with a nice straight spine if you can. Okay, just taking a few deep breaths and relaxing into the energy field that is you. And there There only is you. We do experience life through our being and we see the world, we hear the world, we touch the world, we experience the world, but it's all happening through me, through my perception, through my brain, through my body, through my experience. So everything is going through you. You are the receiver, you are the filter, you are the creator. Close your eyes and you can't see the world. You might be able to hear it and know that it's there. But everything that is happening is basically happening through this perception of yourself. What you are, where you come from, what you do, it all is coming from this one being, you. And everything around you is up to your perception. It's up to the frequency of what you're doing, of where you're at. 
So just, if you can, take full and complete responsibility now for that self. This is a very Buddhist way of being, something that I have studied for most of my life as I started at a very young age. It's something that I grew up with and something that I've continued to practice. And in Buddhism, there is neither optimism nor pessimism in classical Tibetan Buddhism. Rather, we're looking at the world realistically, learning to see things as they truly are. And in that state, being neutral so that we're not being dragged into the dramas or dragged down the rabbit hole. We're not being pulled and pushed by duality, not being forced to make dualistic actions, but holding a state of neutrality which is very, very hard for some of us to do when we see the hardship and the difficulties around the world or when we have a fierce ego that's fighting or dying to be first or important or seen or heard. So just allow perhaps a little drop or if you need a gallon or a couple of swimming pool full of Neutrality, just allow it in. Allow it to be the peace that comes into your mind. Allow that peace to come into your heart. And know that we are absolutely full of potential. absolutely full of life, of intelligence, of great, great intelligence. And although I have spoken about Buddhism as being the middle way or, or that of neutrality, there have been Buddhist philosophers who have spoken about optimism, saying that Optimism or true optimism is based on our understanding or our unwavering conviction of that innate human potential, knowing what we are, truly knowing what we're capable of, that we are capable of vast intelligence. We are capable of incredible selfless kindness. We are able to create harmony, to create peace. We are able to tread gently. Generosity springs easily from our hearts. Compassion is present 
in every word that we speak, in every action that we take. Let's meditate on allowing ourselves to be fearless, to be gentle and neutral, to be peaceful, to be truly inclusive and understanding and not grabbing every opportunity to jump on the soapbox and announce our views, to pronounce anything, but to perhaps just quieten down a little bit in our hearts, quieten down in our mind and our body, and find that eternal, boundless peace that allows us to be here, to see everything, to hear everything, and to act righteously and ethically, but from a place of compassion, from a place of true understanding. As we meditate on this, feeling our hearts, our minds, softening the ego, diminishing the fear, simply transmuting into courage and compassion, taking all of the qualities that might be disturbing, that might have us on edge, that might have us worried, taking everything and transmuting it like an alchemist into light, not pushing it away, but transmuting it, turning all the information into wisdom, turning everything around us into peaceful compassion. We create peace in the world by being peaceful. As we gently take a deeper breath, filling that peace within our soul, deep, 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 feeling ourselves gently opening our eyes and sharing this deep peace with the world. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for a wonderful year, Pam, and we wish you all the very, very best in the new year. May there be absolute world peace for all beings everywhere.
Thank you. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.